This is CliffCentral.com. Let's check in with Anthea, who's here this morning. Hey, Anthea, how are you? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. Are you feeling good? I am. Ready for a good week? Uh, yeah. Should be a good week. What's going on? Yeah, let's hope so. I mean, we we want some good news and we need the economy to start uh, bouncing. Um, Before we get to any of that, though, I saw Tito Mboweni, who's mostly meant to be finance minister. Mostly. No, but he tweets about a lot of stuff, you know. He's very. Kigali. Yeah, he's very vocal about all kinds of stuff online. And listen, by the way, the, the Kigali stuff, he's got a good point. Um, about how they, they tidy themselves up and they clean up. And I wish we could too. I was driving around yesterday um, and went out a little way out of the city. And it's just amazing how much mess and litter and filth there is everywhere. So I do think, you know, there could be something in all of his Kigali tweets. But he said yesterday, we've got to stop calling the president Cyril and start calling him the president. Oh. Yeah, so this is this is his new Chest area of yeah, now he's he's very focused on that. But let's instead fo- focus on the economy and focus on where we're at at the moment. Here she is. Anthea Gardner. today where do i even start i mean you said you wanted things to turn around we definitely do i mean last week geez the market was in terrible shape in fact when i last checked the all share index which is kind of our benchmark for the jsc was having its worst month since february 2009 oh yeah it was down like seven percent for this month we still got a week to go so we could turn it around maybe well Let's see. Unlikely. Okay, um, so so let's take a look at CPI inflation because yeah, so they inflation, usually use that as a as a marker as yep, well. So inflation came out below expectation. Expectation was four point five percent, which is smack bang in the middle of the Reserve Bank's target range of three to six percent. And you'll remember last year, Francois Krupa said that's what they want, right? They're they're targeting the mid range because we were all saying three to six is a big range, and if if inflation falls below six, then shouldn't you be cutting interest rates? And so mm-hmm. the Reserve Bank came back and said, no, 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 not below six. We want 4.5. Now it came out at 4.4 on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, did the Reserve Bank cut rates? No. No. What are they doing? Well, they, the whole <laughs> – I've said this before. The whole reason the Reserve Bank exists is because they've got this one very crude tool for setting the, the interest rates. That's, Monetary policy. That's all they've really got. And they meet what? How often? Every two months. And when last did they change the inflation? I mean, the in- interest rate. Last year, November, they increased the interest rate, and that was their big mistake, I think. So instead of cutting or leaving it the same, they increased it. Uh-huh. And so now we've got this higher interest rate. Um, and the hope is, of course, so, so the theory and the hope is that if they cut interest rates, it's a stimulus for the market. 60% of our economy is made up of consumer spending. If they right. cut interest rates, they put more money in the consumer's pocket. The consumer feels more confident, spends more, and the economy lifts. Okay. Uh, they didn't do that. They made a mistake, I think. Oh. All right. So I mean, they were sounding a bit more dovish last Thursday. So definitely, and and the vote was three to two, um, for a tw- against a twenty-five basis point or a quarter of a percent rate cut. So three of them said keep it the same, and two of them said cut. Hmm. 
Um, so, so they have this funny little quantitative model which says, you know, if we're expecting inflation to do this and the oil price to do this and food to do that, food price inflation to do X, Y, and Z, and if all things go according to these trajectories, then we are likely to see a rise, a change, or a, a, an increase or cut in rates at this stage. And they said qu- first quarter of next year. But I think they've got enough ammunition to actually cut sooner. Uh-uh. And actually the market is pricing in a cut in the next quarter, which is interesting. So you saw the bonds rally because there was a um, buying of bonds uh, on Friday kind of after this no change in rates. So fingers crossed. Um, they should have cut, I think, on Thursday, but they didn't. All right. Let's look at some of the companies reporting. And, of course, massive corporate CEO shakeups are My going on. So word. let's take a look at these quickly. I, I've never seen anything like this in one week. So in one week, we had Ra- Ram oh, – I can never say his name – Otto Patu <laughs> of Choppies. He's the CEO of Choppies. He was suspended. I saw one of their trucks the other day and thought of you. Because you remember <laughs> when we started – Well, yes, because we used to talk about Choppies quite a lot. But I, I haven't seen a Choppies store in my life so i wouldn't i, I know that places like brits you'll see a choppy yes there. that's right, right. <laughs> okay i'm glad something made you think of me a yes. choppy's truck so and what happened know, with their ceo he's been suspended yeah so you know when choppy's first came <laughs> when i the say CEO, it now <laughs> the ceo of bulldog <laughs> go on um so when 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 we first heard about choppy's when they were expanding into south africa because it's a botswana brand um we were all excited because it was a good story, but somehow they just never followed through, right? They had all these great um, DCs or distribution centers they were putting out, and they were lowering cost of sales and oh, all these things. And it just never worked, and apparently the CEO didn't do a good enough job. So, so everything was lined up. He just didn't execute, apparently. And then Mitch Slape is replacing Guy Hayward at MassMart. Mm-hmm. So Mitch Slape, has, he, he's a real Walmart guy, right? Um, he's been in Japan and India and the U.S. Uh, he's about 51 years old, and they're bringing him now to take over MassMart. And the question everyone is asking is why they're bringing him in. Is it to get rid of MassMart or get rid of their stake? Because Walmart's stake in MassMart is now worth 80% less than when they bought it. Oh, that's going to That's terrible, right? Wow. So they might be dumping macro. Well... But I, I don't think so. I think it's the other way around. I think they're bringing Slape in to turn it around, actually. Okay. I mean, you wouldn't invest that much money in a country, in a company, and then just give it up, even though it has lost you 80% of its value that you paid for it. Fair enough. Um, and then Pakamani Hadebe, he quit as ESCOM CEO. And then yeah. Ascendus Healthcare. Less said about that, the better. I see you moved on very swiftly from Pakamani Hadebe. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, okay. I, I'm over that. Okay. I, like, I don't, you know, so they're reporting tomorrow and the story is that there's going to be a 20 billion rand loss. I mean, I, like, I don't know what to say about unbelievable, it. Especially when you have the monopoly. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Isn't that outrageous? And then when did he exactly announce it? I think it was Thursday or Friday. Why? Okay. Because I thought he announced it over Friday night. Because Saturday morning we were all watching the inauguration and I just saw it as a strip of a headline. Um, might have been. Yeah, well, if he was have, being shoddy and announcing it at midnight how, like, or something. If, yeah. This mm. makes this makes very little in the way of headlines. Uh, people are like, oh, another ESCOM CEO. Right, so, so who else? Um, Ascendus Health, you were about to say. Yeah, Thomas Thompson, CEO. He got fired. Wow. And then this big surprise, Peter Moyo of Old Mutual. 
was suspended, Reed fired. <laughs> wow, suspended? Um, Why? Yeah. So it's got something... Well, we don't know. So we think that it's something to do with this private company, NMT Technologies or NMT Investments or something, that he owns and he was passing business through mm. and, you know, something. But so, so what's his name? Trevor Manuel is chairman of Old Mutual. He came out very strongly on Friday and said, no, 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 that, you know, it's personal reasons. It's he wasn't really fired. And oh, please, like, that's very sweet of you to try and save face. But <laughs> sure. Yeah. Big drama there. The share was down 5.9% on Friday morning from Peter Moyer's um, firing after we heard of it. I mean, there's obviously a there's big, something going a big on. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one. Yeah. All right, let's look at some of the movers quickly. Um, I see Sassel was down 15% on Wednesday. Oh, that, what a story. So, you know, they've got this Lake Charles chemical project in the U.S., mm-hmm. um, which when they started out, um, not last year, the year before, they went to shareholders and said, and obviously the board, and said, well, it's a great project. Um, it's a cracker methane project, and it'll cost us in the region of three point something or four billion dollars. The final number on Wednesday is thirteen billion dollars. On Wednesday, they came to the market Ew. and said, <laughs> so that's a bit of an overrun, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so Sassel's got, <laughs> Sassel's got a really bad reputation for starting projects being 30% over cost and running late. We knew that when they were doing LCCP. And, um, it's amazing s- they can attract any investors with it, that, with yeah, that but reputation. Yeah, they promised us. They said, no, absolutely not. Um, it, we'll make sure that this one runs on time. We've included all the costs in our forecasts. Uh-huh. Okay. I mean, you, from $4 billion to $13 billion Unbelievable. is just... Spectacular, and then mass mart we've spoken about, right? right yeah, um, you sit down fourteen percent. You know, I think, like, I I feel like the retailers in South Africa have cut costs to the bone. They really, uh, Fushini Group also reported, and I feel like th- there's not much else they can do to keep costs in check. And in mass mart's case, it was staff um, and some IT that they depreciated. Although depreciation doesn't go onto the balance sheet, but. Um, but but my point is, I feel like retailers are spectators of a bad South African economy, and all of them. It just feels like if they if the economy just turned round, they'd yeah. be fine. Sure. And and it's ex- it was exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, no, <laughs> I mean not being that's how a lot of people feel in in various sectors. But I think retail more than any other. Yes, because as I said earlier, on sixty percent of our economy is driven by consumer spending. Right. Um. Yeah, so it's it's just a shame. So, so yeah, MassMart was down 14% on Thursday as well. And then, of wow. course, all mutual. And then some of the noteworthy results besides MassMart <laughs> reporting on Sassel's update. Um, we also had the Foschini Group. And as I said, same story, you know, a 19.6% increase in retail sales. So not bad. Um Online turnover is jumping. Online turnover has increased by 57% in the year. So that's interesting. South Africa's definitely are getting into online shopping. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's no doubt. I can see the trend. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the number that we really compare is headline earnings per share, and that was only up 9%. And so, again, it's this kind of cost control margin story. Um, and they didn't do too – the Fushini Group's great. They didn't do too badly. They've managed to control margins to a point. Okay. Um, and then, and then another company that I kind of am just 
sitting there waiting, that is probably just sitting there waiting for a turnaround in the economy, also reported Soho Sun. Yes. Um, you know, it's not a great story. Unfortunately, profits were down. Um, but if you include the acquisitions, then it's not a bad story. But really, this is a story of operating leverage. So if Soho Sun's revenue increases by 5%, their earnings will increase by 13.7%. Um, if their revenue increases by 7.5%, then earnings increases by 26.2%. And this is the difference between fixed and overhead, um, fixed and um, variable costs, right? So basically, they've cut to the bone, they've managed their costs as best they can, and any upside is just... Profit, right? So someone has a question for you for, for next week probably, but can you give us an overview of the banking sector? We'd love to hear your take. How the various banks have performed, what uh, what they're doing right, what they're not doing right, sure. what the state of the of the That's a nice banking, project actually. Yeah, I, I mean, because it's something is. we do all the time anyway. We compare banks. Um, and yeah, I'd love to. I'll just give you kind of a who's doing what and sure. how they grow their earnings and their how the how the return on equity, which is like the investment part of the business, um, compares to each other right. and who's being innovative and who's, I mean, have you seen the ABSA ad, um, that's running? Because Discovery are, are saying that they're launching this, um, upstanding card, <laughs> a different card. You know, they, all they've done is changed the way we use our card. So normally it's kind of oh, horizontal, like now vertical it's vertical. card. Yes. Yeah, and, I saw, I saw an ad for that. Yeah, Discovery's vertical card. Well, hey, look at us. How innovative is that? Absa turned around and said, um, we are the first, actually. <laughs> You're not. Oh, really? <laughs> all the ads. Oh, wow. So our student cards were vertical cards. Get over yourselves, Discovery. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you think you're somebody who researched that. You'd think. <laughs> you would have you thought, think. right? All right. So th- there's one uh, other story I want to hear, f- hear from you about, and that is uh, t- Theresa May, Thierry. Samay, oh my goodness, crying outside of 10 woman. Downing Street saying, I'm sorry, I couldn't deliver Brexit. <laughs> please don't be mean to me. And I'm only the second female prime minister. Like, that's got anything to do with anything. But, you know, this. yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't want to, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to You don't to want say. to pile on. <laughs> I don't really want to. But, you know, Maggie Thatcher, the Iron Lady, was yes. known for crying in the bathroom as well, huh? Well, in the so bathroom. She never cried on... Not on, in public. Never. Yeah, and I guess that's the difference. So, And, of course, then there's the EU elections as well. So it's all coming together now. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think the the her opposition are dreadful, though. They, they really are just two-faced and ugly. And <laughs> <laughs> They're politicians. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. oh Correct. silly of me. How could I forget, you know? Really? Are you expecting Hugh Grant? Like what? He's a upstanding. <laughs> you want someone nice? Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure you Grant falls into the nice character. No, he's a serial womanizing being. drunk. Exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. At least he's consistent. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's true. They're not consistent. Those politicians. Eh? Anyway. All right. Very good. We'll see what happens this week, right? Excellent. Thank you, Anthea. Thank you very, very much. Very very good. This is CliffCentral.com.